Welcome to Talking with Tremaine, a health and fitness show featuring Tremaine and David Ellis. Together, this husband and wife co-host team will bring you the benefits of what can be your best life. It all depends on your mindset and understanding of what a fit and healthy lifestyle can truly be. Now, here is Tremaine and David. Take two. (laughs) Hello, everyone. Welcome back once again to the Talking with Tremaine show. And if you don't know me by now, I am your host, Tremaine, and I'm here with my co-hosting husband, David. Hello, everyone. How are you doing on this lovely Wednesday? Yes, yes. We are always so happy that you have made time in your no busy schedules to join in with us week after week. Um, As always, thanks to our overseas listeners. Much love goes out to you all as well. Oh, yeah. Gotta love them. Uh, You know, especially Ukraine, China, Ireland. You guys rock so much. We love you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And once again, thank you all for sharing the information with your network of friends and associates. You know what? Before we get started, we kind of got a bone to pick with y'all. Last week, we let y'all go without giving you any homework, and y'all didn't even tell us. Didn't even tell us. Wasn't nobody going to raise their hand and say that. Sad, sad. We, we thought we had a better relationship with y'all than this. But it's all good. We had a great, great show and a great show. Guest last week, uh, we had Cassandra O'Neill on with us as we continued our talk. Um, as you know, or if you didn't know, May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and that's what we've been doing uh, this month, bringing awareness to different mental health disorders. So we just had, man, if you missed last week's show, please go back and listen to it. If you didn't miss it, still go back and listen to it. How about that? That's your homework from yeah. last week. Yeah, <laughs> listen yeah. to the show again. Because like we say, it's about awareness. And there's so many misconceptions regarding um, bipolar disorder and other mental health issues and disorders. So it's not just it's just it's not just about mood swings and attitudes. It's much, much deeper. Exactly. You know, you just gotta, you got, you got to pay attention to the signs. I mean, it, it's gonna, it's some good stuff because there's more stuff we're know we're learning as you are learning. Absolutely. So, you know, and a lot of times, you know, when I was talking to individuals about the show, or you know, I'm out somewhere, and someone may, because we have, I have a magnet on the side of my truck. Somebody may ask about, you know, what's talking with Tremaine, and I tell them about it. And I was in a drive through line. I'm not going to tell y'all where because that's neither here nor there. <laughs> but the uh, the lady at the drive through she asked about it, and I was telling her about it and some of the shows that we've been having. And she was like, yeah, I have a close friend who has bipolar disorder. And you just don't realize how many people are affected by this disorder. We mentioned last week that is not uncommon and you just never know i mean all of us have someone in our lives likely who are dealing with um mental health disorders in one way shape or form 
So it's just about being aware and knowing how to interact with these individuals. Yeah, you got to you got to be aware and just to kind of hit up on some of those facts that Tremaine was saying, uh, just like we had mentioned way back when, um, it's one in five Americans deal with the mental health uh, issue or condition. Right. 44 million American adults have a mental health condition. Yeah, so that's more than the populations in New York and Florida combined. Much love to Florida. Just putting that out there. Oh, my goodness. I thought we got over this from, like, the first couple shows. We'll never get over it. I'm a Florida girl. Oh, Lord. To the bones. Wow. Uh, Let's move right along then. So what's, what's today's show about? So today we are going to continue talking about mental health awareness and we are very excited we're going to bring her on in the second segment of our show we're very excited to have victoria lewis on with us today and um we'll let her tell you a little about herself but she is actually a trained professional in this area so um once she agreed to be on our show today we were extremely excited about that And we also wanted to give you all out there the opportunity to call in to ask questions that you may have or clear up any misconception that you may have about um, mental health issues. So um, the number we gave this to you last week, I hope you wrote it down. But of course, we got you covered. We'll we'll give it to you again. Got them covered. Got you covered. Got you covered. (laughs) (laughs) So that number is 1-866-472-5792. And you can also send in your questions to info at talkingwithtremaine.com. That's info at talkingwithtremaine.com. Yes, yes, yes. So... Some other statistics regarding um, mental health issues and things that we just need to be aware of as well. So, according to mentalhealthamerica.net, the rate of youth experiencing a mental health condition is rising. And, you know, when we look at the news and just walk outside our doors there's so much so much going on and a lot of times we hear different reports on the news of you know we hear about all the shootings and at schools and these you know young kids bringing guns to school and and we don't we don't know what that situation may be or how it led up to that point But a lot of times we'll hear, you know, this person was, you know, had some mental, mental issue going on. And it states the rate of youth with major depressive episode or MDE has increased from 11.93% to 12.63%. That's, that's, that's major. And major. Yeah, and even more major than that, it states that data shows that 62% of youth with MDE receive no treatment. And that's huge. And that's one of the things that we're going to discuss today, too, the importance of 
getting treated. And we talked about it on the show last week as well. Uh, it's important. It's very important. And it's important to get treated and have that support system and have a support system for the support system, as Cassandra mentioned yesterday. I mean, not yesterday. It felt like yesterday, last week, because it's a lot. It's it's a lot, not only on that person dealing with that issue, but those who are caring for them and living with them. Because as she mentioned, when they're affected, everyone around them is affected. Everyone. So, I, you know, not only should the person who is affected by the mental health disorder get treatment, but the providers and those surrounding them, they should go to some kind of therapy as well because they need help as well. Um, they need a release. They need a breakthrough. Okay. You know, I was just looking at some other stats here and for the mental health and substance use conditions, even though they're common, nearly have, have an, a co-occurrence, a co-occurring substance abuse disorder. So that means like, not only do you have mental health issues, but you also have a substance abuse issue. So that means you can be abusing alcohol, which is not going to do anything but make things worse. Yeah, that's that's a lot. And, you know, for that person, they may feel as though that's their coping mechanism to kind of get away from the reality of whatever disorder they may have. But like you said... That's just like adding fuel to the flame. And that's not, did I say that right? <laughs> so I, just want, I want you to know when she said fuel to the flame, like I just stopped everything I was doing and looked at it. But it's fuel, it's fuel to the fire. Okay, that's well, that too. Y'all yeah. knew what I was talking about, right? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that. Yeah. So, that's, that's not the treatment that you know, should be sought out because it's, it's only making things worse. It may temporarily get your mind off of whatever the issue may be, but in the long run, it's more destructive to yourself and others around you. Yeah, so I can give you this analogy here. Um, if you ever had a scar or something and it was able to be covered with a Band-Aid, that's basically what substance abuse is, is basically covering that wound with a band-aid but underneath that band-aid that wound is still there it may be healing slowly but it's still there all right so yeah this this month has just been it's it's been some amazing shows and amazing guests and we did have the one mother's day show uh, where we wanted to get that in with double SM <laughs> Shayla yeah so but and the thing I love about what we do yeah we do the fitness training we you know work on the physical being but there's more to an individual than just the physical the outer appearance there's the inner inner being and the mental component as well and even like I tell my clients it starts in the mind the mind is a very very powerful thing and if it's not working the way that it should be it can throw everything off so it's very very important that 
you know, we talk about these things. And that's what I was saying. That's what I like about what we do here. It's not about us. It's about bringing awareness, bringing education, knowledge to individuals. So, you know, like that saying says, when you know better, you do better. Hopefully you do better once you know better. Sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's going to be another great show with another great guest. So, um, yeah. So what else we got for them in, re- in regards to uh, some of the statistics? So there's a shortage of providers. In Alabama, there's only one mental health professional per 1,260 people. And a little more on that statistic, to meet the need for mental health care providers in the lowest ranked states would have to, the lowest ranked states would have to treat six times as many people than providers in the highest ranked states. That is ridiculous. And that could be part of, you know, why so many people go untreated because... Well, that and insurance. Oh, yeah. (laughs) There is that. There's definitely that. So, I mean, definitely I have to say kudos to Victoria and those in that profession because we need you. Uh, we, We definitely need you because... It's real. It's real out this here. Is, this is a real thing. And, um, you know, help is out there. Treatment is out there. Just have to, for one, be willing to accept that treatment. Because, you know, there are some who have it readily available, can access it, can obtain it, but just choose not to for yeah. whatever reason. So, you know... Yeah, to be mindful of that as well. It's one of those. It's, you know, I think a lot of times we say it's one of those things, but it really is one of those things where you can't just turn a blind eye to it. Um, you know, asking someone just how their day is. If you see someone's persona change, just talk to them. A lot of the kids, like I used to coach track in Greensboro, and a lot of the kids. They would just need a hug. Now, some of them I couldn't hug. Now, my hug to some of the females, I would just bump them on the forehead because I'm not trying to get caught up like some of these teachers out here. Mm-hmm. Um, but kudos to you teachers out there. Um, kudos to my vets. And I hope y'all, side note, hope y'all spent Memorial Day remembering the fallen vets uh, oh, yeah. who made this freedom possible for all of us. I know myself. Uh, my grandfather was a vet. I never met him. Uh, my uncle, he's a vet, Marine, Lance Corporal. And I lost a good friend, Specialist Billy Gomez. Yep. So thanks to all those who gave their lives for us. Yeah. So, yep. So, some of the things that we're going to be uh, going over today uh we're gonna take a little break in a little bit but just a little teaser for what's coming up we're going to talk about some of the different types of mental health disorders uh as you know we talked last week the whole show was devoted to bipolar disorder but there's there's definitely more than just that 
and also, you know, different, differentiating, <laughs> had to say that slow, break it up, <laughs> between the different types of disorders. And we kind of talked about already the number of those that are, that are affected by mental disorders. And, you know, that number is steadily increasing. So, um, like, I, like I keep saying, it's real. Mental health, it's, it's real. And, uh, you know, it just needs to be talked about. And people need to be made aware of, you know, what it is, the treatments, and different things that goes along with it. Yeah, we've gotten a lot of feedback because a lot of people did not know uh, about some of these things. And like I said, we are educating ourselves while we are educating right. those. And we're seeking people like Victoria right. who have specialties in it. So we got a couple seconds here for this first break. Mm-hmm. But what, what we got to do, matter of fact, we got to give them extra because they didn't even tell us about the homework. <laughs> Right. Forgot to give them. I think we should have them do some burpees. Push burpees. up burpees. Yeah, give me that push, push up in there with them. Yeah, we got to do that. So yeah. you guys just stick tight. I wouldn't say hang loose, but do those burpees. With the push up. With the push up. Mm-hmm. Don't skip on the push up. And make sure you get the jump at the end. Yep. Don't do that. But make sure you get the jump. And we'll be right back with you after this break with Victoria Lewis. Your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Training with Tremaine is where you want to visit for your motivation and results. Stop by to find out about our training programs. We offer both one-on-one training as well as group training for corporate functions and organizations. We offer boot camps, couch to 5K, and road to 10K running programs. And coming soon, virtual training. Also, take a look at our store for the best in motivational products like t-shirts in both kid and adult sizes. Visit our site at trainingwithtremaine.com. That's trainingwithtremaine.com. Spring is here, and our Couch to 5K and Road to 10K training programs are soon to follow. Join Training with Tremaine April 16th through June 8th, Tuesdays and Thursdays from 4.45 to 5.45 p.m. for our 5K training sessions and 6 to 7 p.m. for our 10K sessions. And on Saturdays from 7 to 8 a.m. for our combined sessions. Not in the area? No problem. Virtual training is also available. We will finish out our training during the finale race, which will be on June 15th. Register today at trainingwithtremaine.com and meet me on the pavement. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Steps to a healthier you. Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Talking with Tremaine. To reach our program today, call us at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to info at talkingwithtremaine.com. Now, back to Talking with Tremaine. 
Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. This is your co-host, David, here with Tremaine. And we got Victoria Lewis, the all... Well, yeah, I kind of lost it on that one. So, welcome, Victoria. How you doing today? <laughs> I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing. I'm doing just fine. Thank you very much. So, yeah, we definitely want to thank you, Victoria, for taking time to join us today on our show. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Well, I thank you so, for the opportunities. You know, I think it's a real privilege to have the opportunity to share what I do and to be able to help others along the way. So I, I thank God for the opportunities and y'all have such a wonderful platform. So it's great. Thank you. You're welcome. So Victoria, tell the people a little bit about yourself. Well, um, I am born and raised in Bluefield, West Virginia. So that's what I really want to get out there first. <laughs> I am a licensed <laughs> clinical social worker and I do practice therapy. Um, I've been practicing therapy now for the past, in this capacity, outpatient therapy in the past, for about five years. I've been in the mental health field for about 12 years. And prior to that, I did work with other populations in addition to um, mental health. I also worked with the IDD population, which is the um, those individuals who are developmentally delayed, as well as uh, adults with autism and children with autism as well. Um, let's see, I did graduate from Bennett, so I'm a proud Bennett Bell, and I graduated from the Master of Social Work program, the Joint Master of Social Work program with A&T and UNCG. Here Aggie in Pride! <laughs> well, I did acquire my master's, and I am licensed with the state of North Carolina um, for the nation, uh, National uh, Social Work, uh, what did we call it, National Association of Social Workers actually, and I am licensed, fully credentialed and licensed since 2013. Gotcha. So, basically, you do it all? Is that what you're saying? That's basically yes, what I, I do. I work with women, children, families, uh, groups. I have worked in different areas of mental health, day treatment programs, um, intensive in-home programs. Those are uh, different services that provide intense treatment, behavioral treatment for children and families who are have children who are experiencing a lot of behavioral issues, mental health issues, and it takes place within the home. Family-centered treatment, that also is something that take, had taken place in the home specifically, as well as outpatient and individual therapy that's usually in the office. And I also did school-based outpatient therapy where I was the therapist, um, primary therapist for seven schools in Forsyth County. Wow. <laughs> so as I mentioned in the um, first segment, thank you for what you do. <laughs> hey, you know what? All of a sudden, I just hear a theme song that's going towards you and this, I'm every woman. Right. <laughs> oh, my bad. Sorry. But thank yeah, you. what you do is very much so needed and appreciative. Not by anybody else, by me, because that's. That's a lot, and that's huge, yeah, and it it's making a difference in individuals and family lives, so, so what, thank you. What Victoria did not tell you is that you can catch her Sundays, Saturday nights on YouTube, on Love <laughs> and Faith, singing, not singing, I'm sorry, singing <laughs> a song, um, but yeah, so it's pretty cool, but... <laughs> 
Big Sorry, we know that you have this expertise in the mental health, you know, over 12 years of dealing with it. So could, could we talk a little bit about like the different types of mental health um, disorders? Like I know, like I know a lot of my veteran brothers, they deal with PTSD, anxiety, some depression and, you know, some things like that. But I know it's different other uh, mental health disorders. We talked about bipolar uh last week and i forgot what the first one was oh the first one was the anxiety depression and um stress stress so i know some different other types of uh, mental health out there that some of the people may not know and as we've stated one of the statistics is one in five americans deals with a mental health condition and the, the thing is, the facts with those numbers is those are the people that you know of. Right. Very true. Good point. Those, are, those are, do not include the people who go undiagnosed, those people who self-medicate and, and do all those other things and never seek any help. So that number doesn't reflect those who actually have not sought any help. That's so, a that's very good really point. Think about and ponder on. Yeah, yeah uh, you know what? And I, I didn't realize that until you kind of <laughs> put it in perspective. You like that's the number of people we know about because it is a number of people who don't go seek help. That's very true. So that number could actually balloon up. Absolutely. So, yeah. So let me let me ask you this. So, um. What does the number of those affected by mental a mental health disorder mean to you? What does that like mean to you? What it means to me is, well, I, I was looking at some of these testimonials on different websites, and as far as like even having suffered with some mental illnesses and mental health issues of my own, it's like being trapped inside yourself and not really understanding how or what can be done to let you out. One person on the website that I looked up said mental health for them is like swimming against, you know, constantly swimming and getting to a place where you feel okay and then a rough undercurrent comes and you're struggling to deal with everything that undercurrent brings. And you're fighting and it's a fight. It's a fight for your your life in terms of your thoughts because your mind is the thing that pretty much controls a lot of what we do. You know, right. we can be in excellent health, but if we don't have our mind, you're just pretty much a person in excellent health, just a shell of, of a, vegeta- a vegetative state person because our minds control so much of our the way we interact with people, what we say, how we are, they, you know, our feelings and emotions, and all of those things, you know, are part of our thoughts and our mind and that process. So it's almost, it's very, it's so broad to really even put a pin on what it means to, to what mental health, these disorders and, and the state of mental health means. It's so broad. It's so many different things, and it's it has so much power, you know, over a person. 
it, right. it causes so much change in a person's life, especially those who don't know what's going on, don't quite understand what's happening. And just like your co-host, just like your um, guest said last week, it affects all of those that are around us. It affects right. every loved one that we interact with. And even people on the street that we don't know, it affects them. Because the way we feel is going to affect the way we interact with others. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that's um, pretty much a good thing. And I know we had discussed earlier this week in preparation for the show about um, some of the things. And I even mentioned it last week. I think I mentioned it last week during the show. Like with all these mental health conditions, they all somehow have one or more symptoms that kind of seem the same. So going about differentiating between the different types of disorders, like what what is that process all about? You know, I know it's a wide range of testing battery. Well, each disorder has a certain set of symptoms and criteria, okay? So it's almost like you can't put, you can't really put one in the box with another. What it takes to actually determine what disorder you may have is going to be very, the symptomology is going to take knowing what those symptoms, what have your symptoms been like? Sometimes it, for the past two weeks, it takes as little as sometimes two weeks to diagnose in terms of time, whether or not you have a mental health diagnosis. So, for example, with depression, if I have a client come in and they say to me, you know, I've been feeling down, I've been feeling my mood has been very low, I don't want to do anything, I don't enjoy doing things that I used to like to do, I'm sleeping a lot. I don't really have an appetite. I'm overeating. I'm sleeping, you know, too much. I lose my focus and concentration. I'm going to ask them, how long has it been? How long has these things been going on? If they can tell me it's been, well, it's been about a month, then more than likely you have a mental health diagnosis of depression. It only takes two weeks for these symptoms to be prevalent to receive a diagnosis of depression. So there are certain factors that go into it. Um, Time is definitely one. Time, um, symptomology, in determining what diagnosis you have and the specifiers that go along with it. Because... It's, like I said, this uh, umbrella is so huge. Even when it comes to, like, depression, there's so many specifiers. You can have depression with psychotic features. You can have depression with anxious moods, but not actually have a separate diagnosis of generalized anxiety disorder. So it just depends on the symptomology, the length of time. And then it's, so, and each person definitely is different. There are some people who have had these symptoms all their lives and never, and they just thought, okay, you know, I'm just sad. This is just the way my life is. 
and they never really seek any help, and they never really understand that, hey, there is something clinically wrong with me being in this low mood this long. Yeah, that is very interesting and a, a great, great point because there's a lot, a lot of, as we were seeing, a lot of, you know, disorders out there. And I think we're talking, I don't remember which show, but I know um, when we were talking with Crystal on the Kidney show, this wasn't a mental thing. But, you know, things were changing with her and she was like, well, you know, I was getting older. I figured, you know, things are changing with me. This is my new normal. So I think a lot of times that may be part of it. People may just think, well, you know, my situation may have changed or things on my job may have changed or things with my employment may have changed. So this is may this may be why I'm feeling sad or you know, lethargic, whatever the case may be, and not really realizing that is potentially something much deeper than that. And certainly, Tremaine, all those things you mentioned are usually things that bring it out. Mm -hmm. So this stuff might have been going on for a while, but then it becomes more than they can bear if there's certain changes on the job or there are things happening, changes in their home life or something changes with their health, or, you know, problems in the marriage, problems with the children in the relationship. So there's sometimes there's a trigger that Mm -hmm. brings it to what we call the proverbial head. Right. And so that's when the E. coli hits the fan, (laughs) and you have all of this stuff And you're trying to figure out, and that's when it's like, okay, so I can't deal. That's when I have people come in and say, okay, I've always felt like this, but when this happened, Mm -hmm. I felt like I could no longer deal. I can't get my footing. I can't can't function. I always had problems with concentrating, and then I really can't function. I spend my days, most of my days crying. And And that's one of the things, too, you know, it's almost like, just because you cry all the time, that doesn't mean you have a depression diagnosis. Mm-hmm. So it, there are definitely other factors that are necessary. Um, and I don't want to get ahead of ourselves because that's part of, uh, I know that there are some things that we're going to talk about in terms of diagnosing and everything like that, but mm-hmm. it's certain things that are required to make sure that it is your mental health and not something going on physiologically with you. Right. So there are steps that need to be, you know, in place before getting to that whole diagnosis. All right. So with what you do in getting to that point, is it kind of like almost backtracking or retracing their steps to see, like you say, the triggers and where this started and when this started? Well, that too, but the first thing we always want to do is rule out anything medical. Okay. If there's something medical going on, we want to make sure that it's ruled out before we talk or even touch the mental health side. We want to make sure that there's nothing going on that can contribute to or be causing these things to happen. So, you know, we're going to send you to the doctor and have your doctor look at you. And if your doctor say, hey, I'll clear, I can't find anything medically wrong, 
then they're mm-hmm. going to send you back to us. And at that point, then we're going to dig a little deeper with the with the psychological part. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I know you um, may have heard like some of the things we were talking about, and I think we had talked earlier about the substance abuse and what have you. Um, so with that, like, doesn't that add, that kind of adds to it. So it makes it like, okay, we have to deal with the substance abuse first and then we can deal with the mental health portion of it, correct? Yeah, absolutely. Um, again, there's that whole, let's, let's deal with the medical part. Let's rule that out. Then if there's some substance stuff going on, definitely want to address that. They, and so, this is the double-edged sword. They perpetuate each other, just like medical issues may perpetuate a mental health diagnosis. So if you, just, if you were recently diagnosed with something, some kind of health issue, certainly you're going to feel some depression. You may start to experience some anxiety, some racing thoughts. You might even start to experience some mood swings. And that, and so we're looking and saying, okay, so what has changed? If this has not always been the way that you were, what has changed? So we look at what has changed. So when it comes to, like, substance abuse, and it, it perpetuates, most of the time the root cause of the use of substances is because of the mental health um, issue going on. <clears throat> or it could just be that this person started using substances, to deal with mm-hmm. or to feel good when they, hey, got challenged on this. Well, I got challenged on, on this thing at work. Or I got challenged on this thing at school. Or it may not even be that. It could be, hey, um, these drugs make me feel good. They make right. me feel good. I don't really have anything going on, but they boost my confidence. Yeah. They and, Victor, we're going to put a pin right in that. We're going to jump back to that when we get back. We have to take a break right now. But once we get back, we will, I want you to definitely continue on with that. So uh, we'll be back after this brief break. Do some squat jumps. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Training with Tremaine is where you want to visit for your motivation and results. Stop by to find out about our training programs. We offer both one-on-one training as well as group training for corporate functions and organizations. We offer boot camps, couch to 5K, and road to 10K running programs. And coming soon, virtual training. Also, take a look at our store for the best in motivational products like t-shirts in both kid and adult sizes. Visit our site at trainingwithtremaine.com. That's trainingwithtremaine.com. Spring is here and our Couch to 5K and Road to 10K training programs are soon to follow. Join Training with Tremaine April 16th through June 8th, Tuesdays and Thursdays from 4.45 to 5.45 p.m. for our 5K training sessions and 6 to 7 p.m. for our 10K sessions. And on Saturdays from 7 to 8 a.m. for our combined sessions. Not in the area? No problem. Virtual training is also available. We will finish out our training during the finale race, which will be on June 15th. Register today at trainingwithtremaine.com and meet me on the pavement. 
The Voice America Talk Radio Network is on Instagram. Make sure you follow us and comment on our pictures from behind the scenes at our radio shows, live events, and around the network. We want to see what you have to share as well. Check us out on Instagram at Voice America Talk Radio. Real Life Solutions. Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Talking with Tremaine. To reach our program today, call us at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to info at talkingwithtremaine.com. Now, back to Talking with Tremaine. All right, everyone. Welcome back once again. You can stop doing those jump squats. Your legs should be on fire. So, yeah, before we left for our break, uh, Victoria was talking to us about um, how sometimes David had mentioned, you know, individuals may use or revert to substance abuse um, as a coping mechanism. But, you know, they kind of play off of each other sometimes. And not only that, um, I just wanted to interject real quickly. I had a note come in um, that one of our listeners, actually, she stated she abuses food. So it's not always drugs or alcohol, but sometimes individuals use food as a coping mechanism or when they're sad or depressed, they, you know, turn to food or could be, you know, other things could be sex or uh-huh. any, any number of things. It's just that thing that at that moment they feel comforts them and gets them away from reality for a bit. Well, I, I, I'm kind of speechless on that one. I'm, I'm just keeping my mouth closed on that one. But go ahead, Victoria, finish what you were saying. <laughs> Please. <laughs> absolutely. want to piggyback off that. That is absolutely true. Um, you know, people do self-medicate, not with just drugs, but food. And like Tremaine said, there's sex. And, and there could be other things. People start impulsively buying things. They may buy things and shop and spend a lot of money, take risks unnecessarily. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, they there's a plethora of things that people use to cope with a lot of these things that they're feeling that not necessarily are very healthy ways of coping. And, right. and, and so you would probably ask yourself, well, what's unhealthy about eating a lot of food, especially what if I'm just, what if I'm binging on good stuff? The thing is what you're doing is trying to avoid feeling whatever it is that feeling, whatever it is that emotion is driving up for you. So if I can smash it down, even by eating a bag of carrots, I'm going to do that. You know, right. and it takes my mind away for it temporarily, but it still doesn't fix the issue. And, you know, you just took away my my comeback because I was working on it. I was like, oh, well, if they're being to know healthy stuff, then that's good because that means their body is getting nutrients that they didn't get. But you just kind of um, pretty much shut that down real quick. <laughs> real quick. Jeez. Thanks, Victoria. But I did. I know in the beginning you asked me about the different types of disorders, and I do want to go through some just pretty you know, it's it's going to go a little fast, but I'm going to just give a kind of brief. Um, there's the anxiety di- disorders, and included within that are like phobias and 
different types of social anxiety disorders, mood disorders. This is where you would find the depression, the bipolar, the psychosomatic um, disorders. Um, you have your psychotic disorders, schizophrenia is in this category, eating disorders. This is where you find your anorexic nervosa, your bulimia, your binge eating disorders. You have your impulse control disorders. This is where you find those. We don't use it anymore. Um, kleptomania, um, pyromania, these are people who start fires. Trichomania, uh, this is where they pull their hair out. That's under the impulse control and addiction disorders. Also, alcohol and drug abuse is also under these categories. Personality disorders. This is where you will find antisocial personality disorder, paranoid personality disorder, dissociative disorders are also up under this one. Obsessive compulsive disorders, or OCD for short, this is where you find those, those disorders that deal with obsessions and rituals. Um, post-traumatic stress disorders. These are the traumatic, this is the traumatic category where it's something that's triggered by like a, a sexual assault, a physical assault, unexpected death, witnessing something, natural disaster, being in active combat. Um, also, we have the stress response syndromes, dissociative disorders. Under these disorders, you're going to find the identity disorder. Dissociative disorders, like when you think of this disorder, you think of Split, that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, the fetishist disorders, these are where you have those individuals who um, have created emotional symptoms that are not really there or physical symptoms that are not really there. So it's like they say, oh, my stomach is hurting or my head is hurting or, oh, my goodness, I feel so depressed and there's nothing going on with them. But that's actually a disorder. Um, sexual and gender identity disorders. We also have our psychosom- um, excuse me, our somatic symptom disorder. These are the disorders where... They also, it's almost like those other disorders where they feel like, hey, I'm something's going on with my health, I'm experiencing. But the thing about this category is they actually feel the symptoms. They may actually feel sick, but there's no medical reason as to why they're feeling sick. There's no medical reason as to why that they're throwing up all the time or having heartburn or whatever. So, and then there's tick disorders as well. And then we also have dementia, those categories. And dementia is not necessarily um, a mental health disorder because it's not really treatable, but it's under that category of degenerative brain diseases. So, there's several types. There's some yes, that a lot. Through. Yeah, it's a lot. It's, it <laughs> it a is, because I'm sitting there, I'm just like, I was about to say that, I was about to say, that, that may be something that we didn't need to dive into. But I'm glad we did because people didn't realize it. But let me go ahead and say this. If, if you have, all those listeners, if you have been dealing with something for two weeks, because if I recall correctly, Victoria said two weeks for symptoms to show up. And you go for, to a doctor. And, for particular disorders, yes. Mm-hmm. For a particular disorder. So if you go to a doctor two weeks and still nothing you might need to go see, ask your doctor to write you to a, a therapist or someone who deals with the mental health. So that, that's going to be an issue. I'm, that's going to be one part of the assignment because we're going to give you extra homework because you guys did not tell us about the homework last week. So that's one part of the assignment. It's just if you or you know someone that's been dealing with an issue or feeling a certain way for two weeks, go get help. 
So real quick, y'all can't see us, but for some reason, when Victoria named antisocial and OCD, David's head just turned like all the way over here looking at me, like. <laughs> More so on the OCD part. <laughs> but you know, that's neither here nor there. Yeah. So you know, like I said, I've been pretty transparent, and <clears throat> hey, tomorrow I start my therapy. Tomorrow morning it's zero seven hundred hours. Um, for PTSD because a lot of men a lot of people as we have discussed earlier in the show do not go seek help um, for doing things Victoria I know back in the day (laughs) it was a real big thing about some treatments and some people would get like electric shock therapy they don't really do that anymore do they? Yeah they do I do, yes, they do. They do still do um, electro um, shock therapy. It's not called that. It's called something else. It's, it's, it's ECT, and it's formally called, if you look it up, it's formally called um, electro shock therapy. But they still, they do use it because it has been effective, um, effective in treating um, depression and even bipolar. But there are risks. It has risks. You know, one of the risks being permanent memory loss, short-term memory loss, the loss of your right. personality. So that it does have its risk, and you have to decide, um, and that's a decision to come to with your doctor and your therapist and your psychiatrist if the treatment is worth it, um, if you've been struggling with depression or severe cases of bipolar, you know, disorder, where you have, and, and even up on the bipolar disorder, so many different types. There's bipolar mm-hmm. with depressed mood. There's bipolar with manic mood. There's bipolar with disturbances and mixed, con- uh, mixed um, emotions. There's bipolar with uh, psychotic disturbances. There's bipolar with psychosis. So there are different in levels. So it may even be bipolar disorder, depressed mood, moderate. And so it's it's so it just depends on what it is and the severity of your disorder as to what the treatments are going to look like, because everything doesn't fit. And you know, again, it doesn't all fit in the box. You you may be dealing with let's use OCD. You may be dealing with OCD, and it may just be those tendencies to want to clean up, and you may have the ritualistic cleaning, but not the thoughts that go along with it. But then on the opposite side, you may have this another young lady dealing with the same thing, doing the ritualistic cleaning, but she also has the phobias that develop because of the OCD. Oh, I don't want anybody touching anything. I don't want them touching me. And the thoughts mm-hmm. coming there, everybody's germified, and if, if her house doesn't mm-hmm. stay spotless, she may die. The people who may be in there may die. You know, those kinds of severe thoughts may start to come. So, and, and not, you know, those are two extremes, but it's certainly, that's why I said it's, it's, it's what the diagnosis is, but it's also the severity of your symptoms and, the, and how long it's been, and, you know, those, how many of those symptoms you actually have. So it's right. so many things. It's so many things. Yeah. Yeah. And we were talking during the break. <laughs> we're going to have to start doing two-part shows for some of this stuff because, as you mentioned, it's a lot. Just from going off the list that you read um, of the different types of disorders, it's a lot. Yeah, yeah it's, <laughs> it's a lot. It's pretty much like the subject of sleep. 
and it's a lot of yeah. that too. You think all you do is sleep for <laughs> six to eight hours. Right, but it's so much more. It's so much more. Yeah. So, you know, but um, yeah. So I know, Victoria, you mentioned um, the treatment is based on the disorder and the severity. And we know um, therapists, talking to therapists, is that's one form of treatment. But what are some other um, forms of treatment um, that's out there? And I, the shock therapy that <laughs> that David yeah. mentioned, um, that individuals... Um, can get, of course, depending upon what their disorder is. Right. Um, certainly there's also treatment with the medication. Um, and then here, even while I work, we have something called TMS that's used in the treatment of severe depression, exposure therapy, then there's mindfulness practices. There is also, and the biggest thing is having support. Having right. support is huge because, I mean, if you're doing all that you can do and you don't have a, a support system, the chances of you being successful are going to be much less than those of people who are surrounded by a support system because right. it's necessary. We need each other. <laughs> we need each right. other. Right, absolutely. And so I think that's... It's definitely mental illness is treatable, but getting better takes time and work, and often it requires a support system and help from people around you. And that's something I really want, you know, everyone to grasp is that it is treatable. There may not be mm -hmm. cures for everything per se. There may be things that once you're diagnosed with it, you're you just diagnosed with it. And we didn't even talk about the um, excuse me, neurological um, disorders, which... ADHD falls up underneath that category. Mm -hmm. um, and conduct disorders, we didn't even mention those, which ODD right. falls under those categories. <laughs> but um, it's treatable. It is treatable. Yeah. But it takes time and it does take work. Right. And, and I think so when you were mentioning... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> not going to say, I think when you were mentioning about the support system, I think being knowledgeable about these things will help you be a better support to individuals who have these disorders. Because like I say, you know, a friend of mine has um, bipolar disorder and, you know, people who don't know her may think, oh, she just got attitude. She just, you know, moody all the time. But once you know and you understand that is deeper than that, you know, you can be a better support system to, to those individuals. And, Unfortunately, <laughs> we are about out of time. So, um, Victoria, thank you so much again for being on the show. Oh, you're and welcome. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. We might hit you up to do a part two like I told Cassandra last week. <laughs> we may have to do a part two because this is great information that people need to have. And we just thank you once again for coming on and sharing your expertise with us. Yep. And... Thank you so much. Yep. So until until next week, y'all, you got your homework. So make sure you do that. And until next week, y'all have a great one. Have a good one. We'll see you later. Thanks 
for tuning in today. Be sure to join Tremaine and David Ellis for another edition of Talking with Tremaine next Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. We hope to see you here next week.